Trigger warning. We understand that topics about coming out can be triggering for LGBTQIA community. For resources both here in the U.S. and in the Philippines, check the links in the episode description. This is Gam Chat. My name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Welcome to our podcast. So how are you guys doing? Dee? Good. Still at home. We're not allowed <laughs> to go out yet, right? Unlike Florida or any other states. Are we, has anything changed? You can leave. Just wear your mask. Well, I have been running again, so that's fun. I just try to go very early in the morning so I don't have to see and come across other people. But that's a plus. Yeah, at least you're exercising. I mean, my only exercise is going to the fridge, getting more food. Well, that's that's uh, not shocking information. Thank you. Well, <laughs> how about you, Greg? How are you doing? You know, I think I'm I'm hanging in there. I think I'm doing a lot better than a lot of other people in the sense that... I'm getting more phone calls from friends and text messages from friends saying that they're just struggling right now. But I'm like, with DI, I go running every morning, probably at 5.30 a.m. So that way no one's out on the, the pathways. But I think that's keeping me sane. Um, but I think right now, California continues to spike. And that stresses me out. Uh, so I'm hanging in there. How about you, McCoy? Well, it's my birthday weekend. Yes, yeah, happy birthday. I, I turned 21 again. For the how many a time are we now? Just the first time, I swear. So <laughs> That's what a lie sounds like, everybody. So yeah, that's it. Well, what did you do for your birthday? I had pancit. <laughs> Why pancit? Long life, Yeah, right? long life. So they say. But you, know, you could choke on it and die. So really. <laughs> the pancit probably had, had lochon on it. Yes, that was good. So what are you guys talking about? Today's topic is coming out stories. To be clear, coming out as gay or lesbian or trans, but specifically for us, it's coming out as gay. And I guess, you know, this is a a big topic to talk about because we don't really talk about it in our own communities, in the Filipino communities. Even we don't talk about it with mostly with just our friends or other gay friends, but not with our families. And so I think this is a good topic to bring about um, out in the open because um, I'm sure like we're going to share our stories, but it's going to be new sharing it with the public for the first time. Why do you guys think this is important to, uh, why, what do you guys think about why it's important to share this topic? It's always nice to hear how everyone handled their coming out. I mean, from my experience, it wasn't that heavy. I didn't struggle with it family-wise. And I know others have had it harder than we did, but it's always good to put out different scenarios out there so at least everyone can handle it differently when it comes to their own experiences or if they ever get to that point that they are willing to come out. But I think for me, coming out was mainly for my, um, you know, to myself. It wasn't really about me telling everyone else I'm fortunate enough that none of my immediate family is here. So I, my coming out was over the phone and pretty much my mom at the time when I called her and you know told her what it was and she was like, yeah, we knew. And I'm like, well, why didn't you say anything? 
from the beginning. You know, my life could have been easier. But again, that was the easy part for me. And what I really considered coming out was to myself. I came out when I was 21 already. I knew the feelings that I had, attraction towards other men. It's always been the back of my head since I was a child. But I think since I grew up in the Philippines, I had this almost negative look on how or what it was to be gay. Actually, that thought has been a little bit more clarified in my head that it's not more of a just judgment. I've learned that, you know, being gay, there's different scenarios to it and there's no format or like structure that you need to follow. But when I was younger, I saw it in a negative way that um, I think, McCoy, you can relate to this. My exposure to gay guys in the Philippines were uh, a gay man yeah. in a beauty parlor. And it's almost like trying to pursue a straight guy. And then, like, you know, you walk out of yeah. that sh- salon and then you see those guys laughing and then making fun of the incident that happened with their friends. And so that gave me a negative feeling to it. Is that the only way that you lead your life is that you chase after someone that is not does not have the feel, same feelings for you and then when i got here i mean like from our last episode i was really surprised like wait people my age attracted to you know like they don't you know like not um not extreme not closeted it was like a happy medium so that's what it took for me to be comfortable with myself and again now i understand that there are relationships like that where it exists it's it could be one way and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's right. But I've come to accept that that scenario exists and my scenario can exist as well in the same plane. So, I mean, that's my coming out as like really just for me and not for anyone else. Wait, were you okay when, um, how did you feel when you, you, when you came out over the phone? Was it to your family? Um, nothing really. It was just more like an announcement to me. Again, it was over the phone, so it was like quick. I knew I could always hang up and then end the conversation there. I didn't I didn't have that fear that it will change my relationship with them because I think this will be a deeper topic, but you know, I have I have a different relationship with my family. So it wasn't a threat to me in any other way. Uh it was really the pressure was more on myself accepting who I was. Or who I am. Well, what made you have even the conversation? I think we've talked about this a while back. It was that, you know, coming out is not necessarily just for yourself or the person that's coming out. Uh, Sometimes the family is obligated to deal with it as well. Um, You know, parents have to come out to their coworkers, to their um, titas or like, um, um, you know, friends. You know, like your titos and titas, they would have to come out as well. But I did, I had that luxury of not having to do that with, you know, when it came to my mom and dad. Was that too heavy or is that a good direction that I took it? I don't think it was too heavy and in the sense of like, I think why I'm a little bit quiet about it because, you know, my coming out story is, is a lot different. And it kind of gives me back the, the, the trauma of coming out. Yes. It's funny, Greg, you said that because like when we started, I like I was like deer in a headlight. I was like, oh, shit. Like I'm about to talk about this and it's going to be public. Yeah. I'm just realizing I'm just realizing now how traumatizing it is for me as a kid. And 
Oh my god! It's interesting because it's like we're, you know we're we're talking about this subject, and you know it, you get flashbacks of how traumatic it is or traumatic it was. Yeah, and how it, traumatic. It I swear, is so I got quiet. I'm just like I did too. I was just like, oh, like, like it's almost like you know doing this is like being vulnerable. It's pretty scary. Um, I think that it's important that we share what it was like for each of us. Because it's, it's different and there's so many different ranges of coming out and like there's that movie version. But we don't see the version of what it's like to be like Filipino or Asian American coming out, right? Um, in the Philippines or even in the U.S. We don't really talk about that. Um, at least for me, culturally, it was the, I, the similar story of don't ask, don't tell. Like you're talking to D, like people knew about you, but they didn't say, I mean, they didn't announce it or, but they knew about it. I think for me coming out, cause I was, I was, I'm Filipino American. I was born here. It was traumatic and coming out in the Filipino community, the Phil Am community, it's traumatic, but at least for me, because was it, I went to an all boys school. I wasn't a dance crew back then. Wait, 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 McCoy, my eye rolled back far. Did you see that? Okay. Yes. Hey, don't hate, all right? Don't hate. So the interesting part about is the coming out in the Filipino community and the U.S. back in like the 90s was terrifying because culturally everybody would talk. At least for me, everybody would talk behind my back. I would go to these house parties and people would talk about me right when I entered the door. And for the people who are straight, it was like a, something they felt like they were empowered because they knew information about me and they could use it against me or they would make fun of it, you know? And you could kind of sense when people talk about you. And I don't know why they felt like so, like they felt they had power because they knew or they had rumors that I was gay. And they weren't, you know, they weren't very kind. I mean, I would find out from friends, family, sister that they heard about me. I was going, when I went to like a conference on the East Coast, a Filipino conference, people were asking me if I was gay because they heard about me. And I'm like from LA. And I like to keep private to this day for that reason is because people have used my sexual identity and the way I was born as a means of somehow like weaponized it against me, you know? And so I think overall how it has affected me is that I, I don't talk about my personal life at all or as little as possible for that same reason, because, you know, I think it is just traumatizing. Like your friends, your family. I think I had one Tita say she made up this rumor that she saw me making out with a guy at the West Covina Mall. I wasn't even at the West Covina Mall, but I don't know what it is. They were just excited that they knew information. I don't get it. But did you? That's the question. <laughs> did I come out? N- not. No, no. no did you really go to the West Covina Mall? Were you making out with someone? <laughs> Honestly, Maybe was, I probably was. Maybe small or something. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> Actually, you know so what? Where's the I, lie, Greg? West Covina. I was not making that at West Covina. It was it was another mall. But Fox Hills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Fox Hills. Fox Hills. Okay, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I think that, and I, th- I you know, it's kind of curious to see where, like, even the new generation, what their stories of coming out and what it's like now. But coming out during the '90s, honestly, it sucked. 
It really, oh, yes, really sucked. Yes. It wasn't fun. And that's why I'm so irritated by like, even from like straight people like, oh, I knew you were gay, da da da. And it's like, I'm going to say F you like, this is my life. You know, like, and especially when people try to out you when you're not even out to yourself yet, like when you're just trying to discover who you are. And even like growing up, even as a kid, I would hear the words like bakla and that would freak me out because somehow even as a kid, people would say maybe say things as a joke, but they I don't know. It felt like you didn't know that it was wrong to be you until somebody gave you that look or said that word to you. So I, I think it was really traumatic coming out. Well, for me, it's, um, let's go back. Like D, I spent part of my childhood in the Philippines. I've heard people imply that, you know, I chose to be gay, but they don't understand how confusing it was for me. My very first, like, year in school, when I first started start school, I was so confused because I, I know I was supposed to like girls, but why do I like boys? It was so confusing. And I know society tells me in the Philippines, oh, that's wrong and you can't you can't be like that. So as a young kid, maybe like five or six or maybe even younger, I already knew that quote unquote something was wrong with me. And I had to I couldn't tell anyone. And it was so confusing. Do you remember that moment? of realizing that you had to hide it? Oh, almost right away. Almost right away. Because, you know, I had friends in the neighborhood, but once you start going to school, you meet kids that you have never met before. And I was thinking, oh, he's kind of cute. But wait, I shouldn't think that. That's wrong. So I... (laughs) Who said that? Society tells you it's wrong. I just knew this as a kid. Big you know, they make fun of like the gay guys that are very flamboyant. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't be like that. Or big you know, as a kid, my family knew because of the way I moved. Big you know, I had female cousins, um, older than me, and I was like, oh, I kind of relate to them <laughs> in a way. So I would end up kind of like moving like them. It's weird because I, there's like a videotape of that. Oh my God, um, I saw that once. I was like, oh. And they would always tell me, oh, magpakalalaki ka or something like that. It means like, you know, act like a man or be a man. As a kid, and it's... It, so, I mean, like, <laughs> if that's not traumatizing, I don't know what it, what is. How old were you? Ever since I could remember, up until like me being like early teens before I moved here. Because here, they couldn't really say that because I was already, like, a teenager, kind of. Um, and I had to hide that. What else I say? One thing I hated, it makes me think of that. One thing I just really hated was that I had to police my actions and my movements. Yes. Because if you walked, like, a certain way, they would, for me, they would say the word, like, bakla. Yeah. And then that was, you, I knew what that, even though my Tagalog is not the best, clearly. Um, but I knew what that word meant. But I also knew... And secondly, like you, I had to police my actions. I had to police like how I was moving, how I was holding coffee or drinking like water. I has had to like I had to just watch myself, yeah. or I would get called, and that was horrifying. Yeah, that's that's so much stress for like a five year old or a four year old. Yeah, you're like you're in fear. I think I saw that too, but I it was geared more towards of why is it that I cannot be taken seriously as a person if I am this way. And I'm not sure, Makoy, if you kind of sense that there too. In the Philippines, it's always, if you're gay, you're the funny one, the comedic relief. Yeah. That's the role that you, you play. play in society. Uh-huh. I've never seen anyone who was taken seriously. Like It's almost like, oh, you can't even be a doctor. You can't be a lawyer. You can't do anything else with a title or a prominence or of importance 
if you are one. And well, obviously now that's changed. Yeah. As an adult, I do recognize that now, and I see that in social media. Even like you know, if I walk into my in-laws, they're watching Filipino channel. It's it's everywhere. But as a child, I think that's something that needed to be you know shown and needed to be seen by me to really kind of not have this struggle or. Um, have this trauma that I'm holding on. Again, it was easy for me, but again, my trauma is more of like self-acceptance and like worth. That's where I place it and that's what I'm trying to fix even until now. I think if that was around, it would have been easier. Actually, I wanted to hear, did you have an actual coming out process like with the family? Was it like a, like a coming out of the closet with your hands held up? <laughs> or what was your, what was your um, experience? Well, okay. As for me, um, I remember when I was about maybe 19 or 20, my sister told me that my dad knew about me. And I just said, oh, okay, check. I don't have to do that. I don't have to like take care of that. And then I think I was about 21. I introduced, I didn't say he's my boyfriend. I just said, oh, he is so-and-so to my mom. My mom already knew. And then we left it at that. I never really officially came out to my mom until maybe like, 2011 because I was um I was with a group of friends and we were talking about coming out and you know they were like daring me like well you never came out to your mom like I didn't need to but here you go so I just sent her a text and I said at like I don't know how how late it was we were at the abbey and I texted my mom and I said you know mom I'm gay and I hope you're okay with that and then she texted back and she said yeah I've always known and she said she sent another text and she said why are you dating someone I was like no I just wanted to let you know so you know that was it but i didn't really have to with my mom but you know i just made it official i guess but yeah but i make it sound so like simple but it's like a lot more there's a lot more like emotions behind that uh, you know M mccoy your story reminds me like back in the day my dance crew days um <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was dating like uh hell i found i was 17 <laughs> i was <laughs> i was 17 and I, I think i was in a dance crew and i was Long story short, I was dating a Filipino guy. Uh, I had a Filipino boyfriend. And my dad, I, obviously rumors were going around because he was flamboyant. And so they knew like something was up. I remember my dad pulled me uh, aside and did ask me like straight up. Um, but he put it in such a way of, are you gay? I let one of those like, he's something like how one of those like perverts almost. And I remember I lied. I did not tell him the truth because, you know, the way you even position to ask your, your own child that in that manner, of course, I'm going to lie. Like, I'm not going to be truthful to you. And if I didn't feel like if I'm 17. Um, was it very confrontational, Greg? Yeah, it was confrontational. I mean, he pulled me aside and then in a room where it was just me and him sat me down. My dad never does that. And asked me that because I was questions and I, and I lied about it because, you know, if you don't feel safe, then honestly, sometimes you just have to watch for yourself. I don't think he was going to physically hurt me, but it does scare you when your only means of support at that time are your parents and they they question you in, in this kind of, I would say, in this way. You know, it definitely wasn't a safe space, to be honest. Greg, you just triggered a memory for me. 
like right now, just now. Um, now, really? yes, I'm not, I'm not even joking. For that, before me coming out to my mom officially, I don't know how old I was. I must have been like 18 or 19. I think she called me and she asked me straight out, like, "Are you gay?" Because I'm hearing these things about you, you know, this and that. Because at that time. I wasn't out to my family officially. I wasn't even out to my straight friends. I wasn't even really out to myself. My automatic answer was like, "Of course I'm not." And then I was like, "Shit, I can't go back now. I kind of have to like go through this with this lie because I already said it, and that's like my defense mechanism because I'm so scared. Because some people don't understand. Well, now it's maybe easier, but back then it's like there's a lot of fear because. Yeah, it was just so scary. You know, it just made me think too. Like um, when I was in the Philippines interviewing people in LGBTQ community in the Philippines, you know, one interviewees I, I was talking, speaking with, she confided in me that a lot of P- of LGBTQ Filipinos in the Philippines would get beaten up by their own family members more so than strangers, and they were more in harm's way from their own family. And I think that kind of culture. You know, continues to Filipino American families here in the states to to a certain degree. You know that fear of parents or the fear of the dad being physically abuse abusing you. Like you know, I think Greg, we discussed this a while back. Um, actually, when we were doing the Malaya project, I, and I hate that word. It's hia shame. You know, that's what held me back. It was that what's everyone else gonna see? What what else, what what do they have to say now? You know, if it gets out, they're gonna have some comment about it. And I think that's one thing I'm fixing with myself is really who gives a fuck about what other people think about me? Like I, I'm getting to that point where like yes, it will still hit me sometimes, but I have to remind myself it's like that shame. I cannot hold on to that shame because there's nothing shameful what I'm doing that held us back. Maybe that held you guys back too. You know, with, with your parents is like what are, what are the people gonna say about us, our family when they hear this? And that hiya is such a damaging like to our culture. I don't know if it's just a Filipino thing. I know that exists here as well. For you know non POCs, but you know I with us it's just more. What's your tita gonna say? What oh my what you know? Because every everyone in our community is an extended family that we have to almost hold them into such a or our, hold ourselves in such a standard that it's perfect no matter what we you know we made it and it cannot be like tarnished in any other way. Well, going back to um. The AOL, the chat rooms, and all that. It was funny because I had two screen names. I had my gay one, and then I had my straight one. Of course, the straight one was rarely used, almost never. But in those chat rooms, I felt safe. I had a community. I had support in a way. So I kind of pulled from that, and I started accepting myself. It took. It was. Like, it was like a process. Starting myself, coming out to myself first. Um, it wasn't instant. It was. Like, it was really a process. So, uh, finally came out to some of my friends. I had to choose, pick and choose. But I remember when I would hang out with my straight friends, and they're like, "Oh, who are you chatting with?" I had to be conscious on what name I give. I can't give them a guy's name because I wasn't out. It took me a while to accept myself because I, I there was a point where I would meet up with people from the chat rooms and you know be friendly discuss politics yes discuss politics and be friendly and after that's done and because i wasn't really accepting of myself i had like self-loathing pretty much all my teen years um i would 
you know, I'd shower and I'm like, oh my God, I felt so filthy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make fun of you, but is it like the crying game, like in a no, ball in a I corner of the shower crying? I was standing, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so filthy. And then I feel like I have to pray to ask for forgiveness. Um, <laughs> so after all that, you know, I finally accepted who I am. I started coming out to like my friends and I think, um, I think my friends and maybe some of my family kind of started seeing like a confidence in me because I had friends to like back me up. Um, and lucky me, like my my family was for the most part tolerant. They was they weren't violent towards me. It wasn't like a heavy environment where I felt unsafe. So I'm lucky because I knew people who weren't in that situation. But yeah, it took me a while. It was like a process. It's always a process. It's like uh, I, I think for me, I just realized too. It's like I didn't really have like a coming out moment. I have moments like tons of moments of people like outing me to my behind my back moments <laughs> wait wait well greg you have a way to do it now you want to take the moment <laughs> <Good part. laughs> um i just want to tell everyone listening that i um that i'm gay and i'm proud <laughs> i'm gay and proud Damn it. <laughs> Bakla, I'm proud. But actually, what I just remembered, I think why I wasn't really scared also to tell everyone else in my family is because I had aunts and uncles that were like, like clearly you're gay. It's just we didn't put the title in there. So if like if you're still alive, the family has not shunned you. You know, family-wise, I had no fear like that because I knew other ones... And my family existed. Yeah. Now I think about it, we have so many older generations who just did that. It wasn't discussed. But you, you bring up a good point is like relatives in the before you laid the groundwork and put up their own struggles to make it easier for the next generation, which is you, to feel safe or fairly safe to come out. And I think that's really important to think about is because some people have good come out stories, some people don't. And I think that we always have to recognize the the ones, the relatives who laid the groundwork for us to be just a little bit safer. And with this heavy topic, but a good one and a must one, um, it's time for hit break. And hit means pee. That's not the word of the day, by the way, but um, what I've been told. <laughs> so let's take a hit break. Greg, I have a question for you. Back then, when you were younger, um, if you could take a pill that turned you straight and not be gay anymore, would you have taken it? Wait, wait we're talking about like back then? If I was like... If... Yeah, back then. Before you were out, you know, all that, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I, uh, ooh, okay, my, if I would take it back then, a, a pill that would make... Like, the, like if this was like the Matrix, yeah. <laughs> um, like the movie... <laughs> blue pill or red pill um i would like to think no i wouldn't because i think okay this sounds so corny and cheesy but i think i really wanted a filipino like gay boyfriend <laughs> back then so i don't think i would even though it really sucked but i don't think i would well would you if you asked me back then before i was out 
I would have said yes because I had a lot of fear and shame. And, you know, I wanted to be quote unquote normal so my life would be a lot easier. But once I finally accepted who I was, my answer changed because now I'm, I'm proud and my life is so much richer. I was so happy when I came out and when I accepted who I was, I was so happy. So yeah, I, I maybe back then my answer would have been yes, but knowing what I know, even a few years after that, I no, never. And how about you, D? Um, I think if another pill existed where you could just kind of like speed up the process, I would like hurry up, five of them, come on, because it's like it's it, it it was you know I I I love where I'm at right now, and all the shit I went through. Um, you know, I, again, I downplay it that it was an easy one, but the walking with a model, not even holding hands, but then like getting slurs yelled at you. Wish I could say I could skip it, but I needed to hear that. So it empowered me to do some things and, you know, be active in the communities. And to be clear, a model is your husband, right? Not some animation character. He is a person named Amado. So that's who my husband is. Amado. Make it clear that when he walks out the street with a model, it's actually a motto. But then I'll have my camera in my hand taking pictures. So that would make sense. You know, you bring up another thing. It's like, you know, looking back now, like... It would have, it would have really sucked to have taken a pill to make me straight, you know. Um, knowing what I know now, gosh, I I wouldn't want to be straight. Sorry, straight listeners. I I would prefer to be gay because it's fun, um, and I also feel like we we were making our own rules and our own and our own paths that are not a uh, heteronormative. We are doing it on our own, and I think that's fun and exciting. So. I would not want it any other way. I'm like, Wait, that was a big word. Say that again. Big word. Oh, no. um, D? D-E-E. Hey, no body shaming. That's wrong. <laughs> so, Greg, if you had an advice for your younger self, what what would it be? Ooh, my advice? Damn. Um, You know, I, I think about what advice would I give my younger self. Gosh, I don't, I don't. Oh, that's a tough okay. one. <laughs> It's a tough one because it's like, um, it, it, oh, I don't know what advice I'd give myself. Okay. I need, I need to think about it. D, what you? I think I'll, you know, it's the same thing with the pill. Just let go of any shame. Not worry about what everyone else has to say about it. Now I really do keep that mentality of like, well, you're not paying my bills. You're not writing checks to to whoever I, you know, pay monthly bills to. So what you say doesn't really affect me. I know that's so general to say, like, that can affect your work sometimes, the way you live. But I found that if I apply that, it's less self-harming that I can walk around every day and not have to worry about what everyone else thinks about me. And I just wish I gave myself that freedom to walk around and not hold that much weight on my shoulders. I suppressed myself and I wish I didn't do that. I wish I was more comfortable enough if I could just tap myself in the shoulders. Go all out, cross your fucking legs when you're sitting down on that couch. And don't that picture will exist and don't be ashamed of it. Fine, do that. Okay, so you made me think too because I was thinking, what would I tell myself to get me through those really tough moments from back in the day when everyone's talking crap and everyone's trying to shame you or make fun of you. 
I would say two things. Fuck him. Like, fuck him. Literally? <laughs> well, he said he didn't Literally? get any play, so. You know, like, screw the. I would be like, you know, f- no, fuck him and them talking shit behind your back and, and telling you, like, who you should be or not be um, to be, like, stronger. And it will all work out in the end if you just trust yourself. And, you know, along with D, like, this idea of shame, like, do not be afraid to be yourself and fuck the rest. Literally. <laughs> and then you go to AOL and just, like, gamp. Or, f- or figurative <laughs> speaking, you know? <laughs> First of all, wait, D, first of all, your screen name from AOL Day was fuck you, okay? See, that was foreshadowing. It was You were literally telling people. Yes, it was foreshadowing. It was myself saying like fuck you to everyone else. That was it. How about how about you, McCoy? Like what advice you could give your younger self? Okay. It's easy to give advice now, but if back then, if someone came to me, like my old me, I'm like, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> Stop touching me. Don't touch me. (laughs) But in in all honesty, I think just accept yourself and try to be happy. That's what got in my way, just accepting myself. I think because maybe the people around me weren't ready to. So that in turn made me not ready to accept me. But I think that's what I would tell myself. Accept yourself and and be ready to be happy because that, that will lead to that. But also, my situation wasn't dangerous. Some people have... um. If they come out now, it, it'll be dangerous for them. So pick your time. That's, you know, my thing. When you're ready. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think for anyone in our community, if it's not safe, if you don't feel like it's safe that you'd be physically harmed, you have to watch out for yourself. And that's the most important part. And if you are in danger, there are places out there that you could go to. So yeah, that would be my advice to, you know, anyone listening that. And then also my advice to like to straight people, is like just mind your business. Thank you. Like, don't out okay, anyone. Oh yeah. Gosh, yes. you jerks. Like, I don't out you for being straight and having a bad <laughs> fade. Like, you know. You know, there's that Filipino meme at the parties where the aunties or uncles are like, "Oh, are you married yet? Where's your boyfriend? How come you're not married yet?" And it's like, I don't talk about your like your gambling problem <laughs> or that your Mercedes Benz <laughs> exactly. that you can't afford. <laughs> Oh, yes, speaking yes. of being married and aunties, um, my aunt actually asked me that. When was that? Maybe almost like nine, eight, nine years ago. Um, she was like, how come you're not married yet? And I said, it's not legal in California. Oh, and we got into the screaming match. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> because I was like, no, I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm not going to hold back anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. Because back then I'm like, Oh, you know, I haven't found the right one. You know, just to, like, avoid arguments. I'm like, no, fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, do they want us to be shamed by it? Like, yes. you know, like, they know that we are gay. So why are they trying to bring up to make us feel like, oh, we're embarrassed for who we are? Fuck you. They feel like it's challenging for them to just have you say it. And I wish I had that opportunity to do that. Like, are you gay? Yes, I am. And what? Are we done? Yeah. Can I get my egg rolls now? Like, are we done here? Like, egg rolls? Really, D? Your Filipino is yeah. called Nupia. Right, exactly. You know, but, but you know, when you come in, it's like, like that hello, hi, hello is so sometimes. Yeah, just give me the lechon. Move out of the way. The like, lechon's are, right. Are we Come done? Because Move. my way. <laughs> Are you gonna give me that plate and fork or not? Because yeah, if we're not, we're not done here. Gay or straight? Exactly. Like, come on, no. We're just... <laughs> Damn. 
I feel you. Those Filipino parties. Mm, watch out. So speaking of Filipino parties, our Filipino word of the day is katotohanan. It means, yeah, it means truth. Can you say that, Greg? Katotohanan? Yes. Yes, I can. Katotohanan. Is that right? Yes. Katotohanan. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah well, well, I'll just nod my head. Yes. <laughs> yes well, well, okay, give us it in a sentence. Maybe you could say it in a okay. sentence. Okay. Oh, really? So I should give you the sentence in Tagalog, and then you try to say it. Should I do that? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to you. So <laughs> use it in a sentence. Okay. My katotohanan is that I'm a proud gay man. My katotohanan Kato- is that I'm a proud gay man. Is that correct? You missed you, like two, yeah, letters, you missed two letters, but... What did I miss, guys? What did I miss? Please. She gave me a <laughs> Katotohanan. There's two tuto or toto katotohanan. Toto. Katoto. Oh, katotohanan. Oh, my... It's Tagalog, Greg. It's... <laughs> no no it's right, fine it's fine. Okay. it's fine you're trying i'm a work in progress yes yes and i'm proud all right that was a lot of katatohanan on our side that concludes our podcast leave us your comments and your thoughts and you can reach us at our social media twitter instagram and facebook at gam chat podcast and maybe you can email us your coming out stories and we can check it out for a future episode. You can email us at gamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next one.